0: Good morning. On this Sunday morning, welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Considering in the book of Hebrews in chapter 10, verses 1 and 2, where we read yesterday, For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comer thereunto perfect. For then they would have not... For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because the worshiper once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. Now, we had made mention yesterday concerning the work that was done by Christ on the cross And him administering as a high priest for us. His own blood, offering his own body as a sacrifice. And that is uh, uh, in the book of Hebrews in chapter 10. What is uh, given there is also taken out of the book of Psalms. In Psalm 40, which we will be uh, looking at a little closer. But the work that Christ did for us concerning our conscience uh, involves a couple of things also. It involves righteousness and it involves peace. We had made mention if if we are right with God and our conscience is not condemning, accusing uh, or declaring that we are guilty, then there is a peace that surpasses understanding in our heart and in our mind and in our lives. Now that is very understand that is very interesting because so many people live without peace within themselves. Peace uh, with others, peace even with God himself seems like they're still at war with him for whatever reason. But in Isaiah in chapter 32, verse 17, here is what the scripture says, "And the work of righteousness shall be peace. The effect of righteousness, quietness an assurance forever now it's interesting because the thing that Christ did for us he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him or let's uh, use the word justified righteousness and justified just as if we had never sinned to be able to stand before the living god in the future on judgment day and stand before him in the present in prayer and in worship and in fellowship and in communion, and stand and look at the past and see that it has been already erased, eradicated, it has been dealt with completely, then we can have a certainty of assurance. There is a quietness. There is a work that is accomplished by having a clear conscience before God and before man. But it is that work of righteousness that we want to look at and the effect that it has on an individual's life, uh, the effect of it being quietness. So let's look at Psalm 40, verse 6 onward. Sacrifice and offerings thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings thou not require thou hast not required, then said I, I come in the volume of the book as it is written of me, I delight to do thy will, O God, yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the congregation, lo. I have not reframed my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. Verse number 10. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Now, Jesus was walking righteousness. When the Pharisees and all the others saw him, his righteousness outweighed it It out. I mean, it it outgained whatever righteousness the Pharisees had. In fact, when they asked him one time, and Jesus was talking with his his disciples, he told them, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you can in no wise... uh, enter into the kingdom of God. And the thing is, the righteousness that most of the Pharisees had was one of pride, one of self-exaltation, one of self-worth. It was all self. But Christ came declaring the righteousness of God, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent ye, and they refused to repent at the preaching of John the Baptist. They refused to repent at the preaching of Jesus himself. Peter, on his first message on the day of Pentecost, in chapter 2 of the book of Acts, in his first preaching, the people asked him, those 3,000 of them, what must we do in order to be saved? And, of course, he told them. Now, the effect of salvation the effect of the washing of the blood of Christ and taking away our sins forever and cleansing and purging our conscience. And once again, uh, making us uh, come close to God and have fellowship without any fear of judgment or condemnation is a wonderful thing. And that is the work of righteousness. It brings peace. It brings quietness to the soul. Uh, Let's look at it again. It says, according to Isaiah 32, 17, the work of righteousness shall be peace. The effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance. Or let's say uh, the word faith. Quietness and faith forever. So if we were to just simply look at the scripture... Just as it is, and consider it in Isaiah thirty-two, and look at a couple of different translations. We can uh, uh, gather a little bit more information to help us understand how righteousness in our lives actually works, or or what it has accomplished, or or what it will do. <clears throat> Reading it here in Isaiah. The work of righteousness shall be peace. The result of righteousness shall be quietness and confidence forever. And the work of righteousness will be peace, and the effect of an upright rule. Will be to take away fear forever now that we've already seen in in first John in chapter four and verse ten that uh perfect love casteth out fear. He that is still living and walking in fear is not made perfect yet. That means that the work of the blood of Christ in our lives has still got to deal with that area of conscience where we are afraid, afraid of the coming judgment, afraid on a daily basis of coming before God because of sin, secret sin, hidden sin, or something in our lives that is keeping us from having that complete and perfect fellowship with him. Another translation says the works of righteousness shall be peace and righteousness shall ensure rest and the righteous shall be confident forever. In all of these scriptures, we get to see uh, what is happening. It says uh, the, the CVE says, and justice will produce lasting peace and security. See, people look for security, sometimes in finances, sometimes in their job, in their money, in their gold, in their in their possessions or whatever. But righteousness gives true security because we have been made right before God. And our conscience will know that we have been made right before God because it has been purged and it has been cleansed. That's very important, especially in the life of the believer when it's concerning his faith, his walk of love with God, his obeying God. And it says uh, in another translation that justice will bring peace and safety forever. The effects of righteousness will be peace. The results of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. And there are many more that we could look at. But this gives us an idea that the righteousness of Christ that he uh, uh, made us is is very important. And we can look at this in uh, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he made him sin to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, in our works of righteousness... Because there are works of righteousness, uh, according to the book of 1 John. We can read them there. But it says, we we never cease to work for God in obeying and doing what he commands us. There is a rest in doing his will. I've come to do thy will, O God. There is a rest that can be found there because we are within his will. So therefore, even though we are working, we are resting because we're in him. But there is a time when he does say, uh, sit still, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Or Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the heathens and I will be exalted in the earth. So if the work of righteousness of Christ accomplished in our lives It results in Romans chapter 8, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemn sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, they mind the things of the Spirit." Now, here's another thing that Christ has done for us concerning righteousness. In 1 Corinthians 1.30, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Remember, we have been made perfect. As far as sanctification, instantly, the moment that we come to Christ. But then there is a working out of that sanctification, that life of holiness unto God. Now, in Romans, in chapter 5, verse 13, uh, uh, chapter 5, verse 16, 17 onward. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned, by one much more they that receive the abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness, see, it is a gift. It's a charisma that is given, just like the gifts of the Spirit, just like the gift of eternal life. All of these things, the gift of of, of faith, uh, every single one of these, they're charismas. And we are given the gift of righteousness. They shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, because of this, then it results that we are to walk in certain things. Uh, we're just about out of time, so I'm just going to introduce it real quickly. We are to walk in love. We are to walk in the light. We are to walk in truth. We are to walk after His commandments. We are to walk in newness of life. We are to walk in the Spirit, after the Spirit. We are to walk honestly. We're walk. We're supposed to walk as men. And we are supposed to walk worthy of our calling. We are to walk in wisdom. And we are to walk worthy of God. Now, these are just some things to consider as a result of walk is uh, a verb. It's energy being expanded. We're doing something. Therefore, we're going to call it a work of righteousness in our lives. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. And keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. Amen.